you've tuned in for Rice Radio. Turn that shit up. Home of all things rice. Not limited by any subject. Here it is. The moment everyone has been waiting for. The premiere of the exclusive audio podcast, The Rice Bowl. Episode 001 featuring internet sensation Ken Bozak. Before we start today's show, we are currently looking for sponsors and advertisers for Rice Radio. If you are interested in sponsoring or advertising on our podcast, you can contact us, riceradio2020 at gmail.com. That is riceradio2020 at gmail.com. Today's podcast is brought to you in part by the Kool-Aid Foundation. The Kool-Aid Foundation is building a decentralized application that will reinvent the way people donate to their favorite nonprofit organizations and give money to those who are crowdfunding for a good cause. When technology and transparency is the baseline, efficiency becomes second nature. We use this to fuel a gig economy based on good works. This is the way the Kool-Aid Foundation is envisioning our future, by gigging and giving for humanity. Learn more at Kool-Aid.org, C-O-O-L-A-D-E.org. And here we go into today's show. All right, here we are for episode 001 of the Rice Bowl podcast. And joining me on the very first official show is my bro bro, Ken Bozak, who is the realest mofo that I know. And I had to bring him on for a couple different reasons. Um, but the main reason is he was the first person that brought me on for an interview on his YouTube channel for Not Another Bitcoin interview. And he's, you know, not only my bro bro, my family, but he's good people. So Ken, welcome to the show, man. I appreciate you coming on. Hey, bro, bro. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, dude, that was, it feels like it was so, so, so long ago that I had you on the podcast. And I think it was like, what, two years ago? No, uh, actually, yeah, it was two years ago because it was uh, January, 2018. Dude, Bitcoin time flies. Like honestly, emotionally, it feels like two decades have passed. Like I, I, I'm, I'm 30 some years old and I feel like I've known you longer than people I went to middle school with. <laughs> That's how Bitcoin time ages people. No, I totally feel you. I mean, we've been through a lot together in our short period of time. I mean, I had started my YouTube channel roughly, well, signed up for it in November of 2017. I kept procrastinating. And then you invited me on and I had to get something started. So I did my intro video and two other videos. I had the three up and I, and I was ready to go. So you kind of helped me to get like through that procrastination stage, which was really awesome. And then a couple months later, me, you and um, Crypto Mac started doing a show together last week in crypto. And that kind of evolved and did what it did. And we got to meet and each other. we got other Trek for, for a little bit. That yeah. was cool. Trek, Kevin Moore came in for a little while. Uh, it, oh, was, yeah. it was fun. I'd like to do kind of a reunion with that and bring everybody back aboard and like do a discussion. But the first time we met was in Philly at one of Nathan Hawk's events. At the time, it was called the Crypto Shit Show. And it's been renamed uh, Crypto Integrity. But that was the first time we met. And that was a really cool experience. And We've seen a couple of cities together, man. And I know you've been to a lot more places than I have 
but we definitely have uh, had some interesting experiences. I, I may have traveled the world, but we have traveled the country together, bro, bro. And sure some, so it's, it's, it's just, uh, yeah, and it's been great. I mean, Vegas, like Vegas, you know, the memories that we were hanging out with the Tokes guys and, and just chilling in pizos and we got to spend cryptocurrency on cannabis completely legal and i got a receipt for it yeah. like that <laughs> was like well that was one of like the first times i got to do what was like i would consider my most childish crypto fever dream right it was like i want to buy weed legally with crypto because <laughs> like everyone's like oh this is just drug money blah, blah blah and i'm like yeah but you fill out your Percocet prescription with USD all the time. I don't exactly. know what you're talking about. And now I can get medicine with crypto. And that was just such a, a crazy experience. And dude, we got to share that. Like that is probably the pinnacle memory of like utilizing this technology for something so real and just beyond the gimmick because of like the, uh, the struggles, like the dispensaries go on and mm -hmm. the benefits that the currency offers. It was just, it felt to me like, this is revolutionary. No, it was very cool. And uh, I, I remember it was a couple of days ago, the, the memory came up from Facebook and I shared it. Um, so yeah, it was, it was almost exactly two years, this time period that we were in Vegas for the first time. And that was also for one of Nathan Hawk's events, uh, the crypto shit show. And, and that featured fluffy pony. That was the first time I got to meet him. He was a former <laughs> developer from Monero. And then I, the next time we went out there um, was when, we hung out with him and he got, he, he paid to get <laughs> that tattoo, the Monero tattoo. That was so cool. <laughs> that was so ridiculous. And we got that done at a tattoo <laughs> shop inside yeah. of a hotel. What was the hotel? The Rio? No, um, I don't think it was the Rio, man. Nah, it was uh, Paris, <laughs> I think. Okay. Well, it may have been in Paris and it was, um, I can't remember the guy's tattoo shop though. It was the Count or something. He had a, he had a, it a was show on, on TV like a motorcycle point, yeah. television show, The Count. Yeah, so it was his tattoo studio that we had done it at, but he wasn't Yo, I there. will give Fluffy the respect, though. You know, he offered to pay more than double the price of the tattoo in crypto if the cashier would have accepted it and they said no. And he was like, all right, you're lost. Yeah. I tried. And I'm just sitting there at the guy like, he just said he'd pay you double. You're in Vegas. There's exchanges everywhere well, there's yeah there's crypto atms too i mean yeah i mean there's it's everywhere totally so i mean it just didn't benefit him but yeah that was, people, you know, will, people will get it yeah and, and you know most people won't understand how that came about but like i and so many people have asked me this but like no i don't hold monero i i wasn't a, a, an ex a, you know a, a fanboy of monero or xmr in any way it's just Fluffy and like you know you were there, bro. We got yeah, to no, bond cool and have such a good time, and like literally, it was a joke because he was making fun of my uh, decred and my dash tattoo and my Bitcoin tattoos. Right, and he was like, "Oh, how do we get him an arrow tattoo on you? You know, like you look like a NASCAR driver." And I was like, "Well, come with me to get a well, tattoo." Well, I think it has something to do too with Charlie called, Lee. You know, yeah, because of like the magical crypto friends and you had the Litecoin tattoo. So I think it was like kind of be competitive as well to make sure that he could be. But a lot um, of people think that he paid me for it and, you know, all that stuff. I'm like, you were there, bro. You know, yeah, like, no, no, he, didn't, he paid it for it. It was just for the lulls. Right. It was just for the lulls and, and the memories, the good times. I always look at this, you know, tattoo on my wrist and just remember one of the best weeks of my life.
No, it was good times, dude. I mean, every time we, I mean, I know you've had plenty of other good experiences traveling, but every time that we've been together, it's always been something memorable. Well, I've done it so much by myself and the very rare occasions that I didn't feel like I was on a solo mission mm-hmm. was when I was with friends in Vegas or, you know, in Philly and things like in New York with Nathan Hawk and Mike Salvi, you and just Kevin. Yeah, Kevin Moore, you know, and Sean Hebert, just, you know, that's the family I run into. And, and, you know, it's great to see my friends at the events, but, you know, it's just so much more uh, enjoyable when you can experience it with your family. No, I totally agree, man. I know for you personally, I know you're such a social person that everything that's been going on this year uh, with um, COVID and all the social distancing and self-quarantining and forced quarantining, everything that's been going on, you know, I mean, it's, it's made it difficult for people to be able to get together. Um, you know, and it's, it's, you know, it's taken its toll on a lot of people about how they are facing what's going on. So, I mean, it's crazy, man. Um, you know, I can't wait for this stuff to be over, but I really wanted to kind of get your thoughts, um, on like, you know, because we were last time we had talked was, I think early, late February, early March. Yeah, around NFT NYC, the conference it was in New York right when everything game. started getting crappy. It was a Sunday. Actually, it was a Sunday where they were um, the Dow Jones had closed negative eight hundred points or something like that, and then the next day, uh, the stock markets opened up at like a seven or went down like seven percent really quick, and they had done a kill switch on it. So it was right around the beginning of March, and then we have everything kind of happening with the COVID stuff, and then the lockdowns, um, people supposedly getting sick, people getting sick, not knowing what's really truly going on because of all the misinformation and disinformation. And then you have all the squabbling and arguing between the two political parties about the election and they're trying to fight each other and not do anything that seems like it's bettering us as people who live in the United States. And um, so, yeah, I'd like to kind of get your overall thoughts about, like, what do you think about this virus and how people have reacted to it? I've seen your, uh, your awesome mask that you did, your BLM mask that has <laughs> the Bitcoin Litecoin Monero logo. <laughs> well, yeah, dude, that was, I can't believe nobody ever put that together. Like, <laughs> I was sitting there and I'm looking at, like, you know, so, some of the emojis I was trying to find because Tron, shout out to Justin, bro. Tron got their emoji on uh, Twitter. So when you do, like, the hashtag Tron or hashtag TRX, like, it shows up. I didn't know like, they did that. Yeah, me neither, bro. Out of nowhere. Because I, I was doing something and it happened. I was like, let me try more, you know? So I was like, wait a minute. Does Litecoin have one? Does this one have one? And uh, somehow I randomly typed in, like, the whole, like, uh, Bitcoin, Litecoin, Monero, trying to see if their little emojis would show up like it does when you type in, like, BTC hashtag or hashtag, you know, Tron. And it didn't. But then it dawned on me. I was like, wait, Bitcoin, Litecoin, Monero, B-L-M. Oh, I, all right, hold on. And then I went to Teespring, I put it on there and I was like, this, this could bring two conversations together. This, this could be the meme that, you know, it could piss off people, but the people that it pisses off, like fuck those people anyway, but the people on the side of crypto and the people on the side of black lives matter, when they see this conversation won't be an echo chamber. It won't just be black lives matter talking to black OG. 
crypto, Black Lives Matter talk. Let's mix. How can we utilize this, you know, into what is your, I was just like, dude, this, I have to try it. People might be mad at me and I'm going to wing it and see what happens. It's totally good felt heart intent. But I did perceive like this could be taken like, oh, look at this white guy selling BLM gear to make money off of it. What are you doing with the profits, bro? You donating? You know what I, mean? <laughs> I saw, I could see that, but I was like, this is too big of, a, of an opportunity for like a mass awareness conversation starter piece. So I threw it together and I'll say like, I haven't had any blowback from any of the like black community from my social media side. But like, there's like a lot of these like white virtue signaling haters out there that have been saying the things I kind of was afraid most maybe other people would say. And I was just like, oh shit, like, all right, I see what I, I'm either being trolled or the whole like virtue signaling is now become this thing that is uh, sought after and, 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 yeah, and desire to be obtained, right? Like, it's funny, oh, what have you tweeted lately or who have you argued with lately? And I'm well, just it's, like, it's just that. white people in general are seemingly now with everything that's happening with the Black Lives Matter movement are kind of trying to point out what they consider to be racist of other white people. No, and it's it's funny because you, like you're saying, you're not hearing it from the other the other communities, from African Americans or from anybody else. You're hearing it from these white people. And I'm no, it happens outside the- of this as well. I mean, you can even bring this into like you know uh, cancel culture, right? Like you have uh, white actors voicing black characters, and the community uh, on social media are saying we're never going to watch this show again. This is outrageous, and I'm. Yeah, but you never watched the show to begin with. You know what I mean? And like, and maybe if they're, I don't know. I don't, when it's acting, it's acting. Maybe it is like a form of cartoon blackface, which means more sort of more like uh, outing people of a culture from like a whole industry of work. You know, it's like, oh, we're just going to keep hiring white people to do these voice acting things, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's exclusion. I get a lot of that. But there's also like, if you looked into it, black actors that voice white characters. And it's just who whose voice and, and demeanor can appear in a digital sense. But t- cancel culture is, is, I think, troll culture. You know, it's almost <laughs> like uh, Reddit and 4chan got together and are trying to manifest artificial hate into reality and it's working and it has been done with the okay symbol you know you take a picture and hold up okay guys like everything's okay over here this is a okay oh now it's white power you're racist that's a fucking meme it's troll culture that has evolved into something so powerful it is it's now metaphors into a new power cancel culture and a lot of people didn't get the joke they didn't understand that they were being trolled at first to be tricked into hating people by a group of people just for the lols. <laughs> and when those lols started to come their way, now they're kind of woke to it. They're like, wait, I can't, I'm not racist. I, I, I did a voice of a cart. I see what they've been up to the whole time. This, we have to cancel, cancel culture. It's coming for me now. Cancel, it, cancel culture. <laughs> it's only now that it's been coming for those that have been falling for it the whole time. You know, and it's just, uh, it's, it's just an imagine, imagination on the internet manifesting itself into reality through disbelief. And, you know, I don't know if you remember back, you know, a few years ago, there was the whole killer clown fear 
You know, yeah. like, yeah, yeah. People were terrified. There was parent mm -hmm. teacher meetings, local council meetings. There yeah, was but the wasn't there actual murders and attacks and stuff that were actual no, clowns, not though? One. Not a no, single I believe there were one. some. No, not, 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 not until all of these news stories manifested it into reality. So, and then it became a reality. Yes, I had to look exactly. into that. There, there have been some, yeah, exactly. People have looked in like for a month or so, people were talking about this thing that wasn't even real, but since they kept talking about it, it became real. You know, it, right. it's, it's, I'm not saying like, you know, we will things into manifestation, but you talk I mean, about no, something. No, we do have that power. Fear, like, look at what happened with the whole toilet paper thing. That, I, that was a great social <laughs> experiment on the internet done very well. Well, the news, we the mainstream the news, didn't, they it. definitely helped out. And yeah, I think but that they, was, that was uh, 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 imagination made into and manifested into reality. And we saw that happen within days of the mainstream media just perpetuating not just you can't just call fake news but it was artificially inflated news right well that's one thing i like about you is you have this different way of kind of looking at social media and being able to kind of give this perspective that kind of encompasses what things are actually going on from a way that i wouldn't think about it uh especially like with the whole troll culture thing but i still want to kind of go back and get your thoughts on like the virus itself and like what you think about the whole pandemic as far as what you've experienced with people around you do you know people have gotten sick do you think people are overreacting do you think people are doing should be doing uh i live with my cousin and my brother we rent a house you know we all chip in on the rent together and uh our our, our older uncle it lives here he's uh he's pretty old he has cancer and uh, I, I mean, he hasn't gotten sick. He goes to the, you know, the, the VA or hospital a lot to get checked up on because of his cancer. And uh, I, I personally haven't run into anybody within my, you know, seven degrees, uh, uh, you know, knowing anybody that has said, Hey, we got, we got COVID and these were my symptoms. But um, I've seen, you know, the whole like social media things of, you know, where, stories are like my husband you know would you know tweeted a oh, master for idiots and then two weeks later he died from covid please you know learn from my husband's mistakes type things and i don't know what to believe especially like again when it comes to like troll culture and what's real or not or artificial but um i mean it's an obvious thing that exists people are, get sick but yeah, I'm uh, definitely not trying to. I'm not going to say it, yeah exactly I'm <laughs> me not, either I'm not but saying i mean i've also survived out there Right. I've also survived swine flu, bird flu, Zika, West Nile. Uh, I believe the bubonic plague was back in LA for a while or so. Like, I mean, is I've survived enough of these like things to just be like when I know something's being hyped up, sort of like a snowstorm that never shows up. But then you get some flurries right. and people skidded and had there's accidents on the highway and stuff like that. Some some shit happens, but it's not as bad as it was projected to be. I um, agree. And I think that even the kind of the powers that be already knew that to begin with. Um, and they utilized it still and look at what took place. I mean, we're talking oh yeah, about I wouldn't say this isn't planned. This definitely I mean, I, I'm on that side of the the, the, the tinfoil hat side of like yeah, uh Bush totally knew 9-11 was happening. <laughs> I mean, you can go to the video footage of the exact moment they whispered in his ear that the towers were hit. 
even even like his eyebrows didn't even move. He was just like, duh, they told you were there when they told me this. <laughs> now let me get back to the story about the cute puppy. You know what I mean? Right. So no, yeah. I don't think this wasn't planned. Well, and definitely, definitely, like, the timing of it is definitely crazy on a lot of different levels. But, you know, I mean, um, especially when it comes to, like, the economic side, you know, like, with what's going on. Because we knew, like, I've been talking about since last year when the inverted yield curve took place. That's a definite indicator of a recession coming. So it was 100% that it was coming within a year. And then we had the repo market stuff happen and the Federal Reserve step in. And then we go into January, February, and then the COVID stuff. And, and then here we are. And it's become a scapegoat for the financial situation. It's become a scapegoat for a lot of different things. And the two political parties are arguing over figuring out how they can control us. And it just seems like well, we're choosing between the lesser of two evils. The IRS got away with doing a stimulus package with like what thirty percent interest on it. That's going to come out of your federal income tax. Like most yeah, people crazy. aren't aware that that was a loan from the IRS when you got that stimulus. You know, it's not here's a free twelve hundred bucks or for a family of four two thousand dollars for free. Go ahead and buy that Gucci bag you've been wanting. Get ahead, girl. It's all yours. No, that's not what happened. You had to uh, agree, apply, get a Approved and that interest rate dependent on your credit score, your federal credit score. So right, it's but like, those companies that are getting bailed out, I'm sure, aren't going to have to pay back that money. Not like no, you know what person. they're going to do. And I just, 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 I just found out about this. I thought you had no other choice but to file for bankruptcy, right, and start from scratch, right? Right. No, bro, these businesses are filing for debt forgiveness. I didn't even know that was a real thing. It's a real thing. It exists. They're getting approved for it. They And, and the wow. money they get for the loans or any kind of money they got for borrowing against their stocks or their property or anything, any income before they filed for debt forgiveness, they get to mark up as profit, increasing their stock revenue, take, be making it possible for them to take out an even bigger loan on the future evaluation of that year's projection. So now they can hyperinflate their values tenfold, which they've already insane. been doing for the past decade. They've just been borrowing money to buy and hype up more of their stocks, to borrow more money. To, to just kept pumping the machine yeah, it's, it's, with it's borrowed not, it's not money. Cool. I mean, if you're looking at, if you just look at what's happening right now, I mean, you got all time highs happening in the, in the stock markets and, and you have record numbers of unemployment. And, and nobody's, yeah, nobody's working, but the stock market's booming. Yeah, and nobody's people, questioning people, it. Well, there are people that are starting to wake up to that reality. There are people that... It, that are, you got that Peter Schiff calling Bitcoin a scam and also coming all over the screen because of the stock market. Peter Schiff was dropped out. when he was a baby. Let's not blame Peter Schiff. But I'm saying like you have these quote unquote mainstream economic and financial deities out here completely hyping the train that's happening. They called Bitcoin a bubble at 20K, but this is absolutely natural growth. And they're going to explain it with some, you know, uh, vapor voodoo magic about how economic blah, blah, blah. No, there's with the unemployment rate at an all time high during a pandemic, there's absolutely no sustainable reason 
for the market to be doing as well as it has been doing. Well, it's because the Federal Reserve has come out saying that they're going to keep it, keep it up, and they're going to keep it propped up because that's what keeps yeah. our that's what keeps our country going. So they got to keep it going. Yeah, and that's and where a lot of that money is. is that's all that quantitative that. easing. That's where it's going. Yeah, and then we're going to end up having you know boxes of cereal that are a quarter inch thick, so they can maintain the same height. And the same value on the shelves, or if you want the same size box of cereal you bought today for three bucks, in two years' time, when a lot of this is starting to curve out, you're going to end up paying ten to twelve dollars for that same box of cereal that costs three bucks. And yeah, minimum wage may hit fifteen dollars, but <laughs> we're not far from being pushed into the corner that Venezuela was backed into. Right. No, we're not, dude. We're not. I mean, it's a very interesting time when you think about everything that's happening. And uh, I mean, if you listen to some of it, and I'm not pro or against Donald Trump, but if you listen to some of the things he says. Dude, he recently I've gained more respect for him. Well, than- and I'm starting, to, I'm, I'm starting to change my thoughts a little bit on some of the things he's doing. But he's talked about wanting to get rid of taxation of labor, capital gains, taxes, and other things to that effect. Dude, which, he said he was getting out of the well, World Health Organization two yeah. days later, bro. No, no. Fired. Like he got shit done. He's been seemingly doing some stuff. And I mean, I've been looking into the Q stuff, and I'm not a Q follower, but I'm staying open minded to that whole concept. Um, ending the Fed, getting rid of What are of your thoughts IRS. on Q getting banned on Facebook and Twitter and all these uh platforms where they had almost a million members at one yeah. of the groups? And it, My- it's a nonviolent group, bro. It was just people sharing ideas that were of complete compliance of the harass, blah, 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 violent shit. It was just, oh, you talk about this particular topic. Well, they're bringing wrong. attention to it. It's It doesn't make sense. It's like by... By trying to say that it's you shouldn't listen to it or you should it's it's something that should be censored or trying to put that emphasis on it, you're putting attention on it. It's that you know reverse what I call psychology. That? You know what I call that? What do you call it? The anarchist cookbook effect. The anarchist cookbook effect. I like that. Mm-hmm. Bro, growing up, the more people told me you can't find it, you can't get it, it's illegal, it's bad, you shouldn't read it. I was just like I wanted to read the anarchist cookbook more than I wanted to read the Bible. And that shit was supposed to get me into heaven for eternity. Well, it was just because you were told you weren't supposed to anything. that's like that. I mean, I we was were, told that it was, how you, you I looked told, at it, you was, were told it was not knowledge to your, not many people could obtain because I'm sure, you're, you're I'm sure your mom told you and your brothers not to go snooping around for your Christmas presents that Santa Claus <laughs> left for you too, but you look for them every you? year. bro. <laughs> and you know what? She learned, she learned to set it up and put the, like my, my uh, cousin, my mom and my uh, aunt, they would switch. So we would find my cousin's presence. Our cousins would find our presence and we would completely be destroyed and disappointed. That's and then great. Christmas morning, it was like, wait, what the fuck just happened? And you actually got surprised. Right, <laughs> so awesome. right. That's cool. I mean, but that makes sense. I mean, as far as like how this whole thing, as far as uh, the Q movement, there's a lot of interesting things about it. Um, the fact that social media wanted to ban accounts when it is a nonviolent thing and it's not trying to promote or espouse any racism or anything divisive, if anything, it's getting people to think for themselves and right. to research, think 
uh, things for themselves. I mean, so how even, do we educate that demographic of the tools in our arsenal that we take advantage of and utilize because we haven't been censored from Twitter and Facebook because of our preferred topics of conversation? How do we educate these people that have been silenced and banned already from like uh, Facebook and Twitter for QAnon or even things for like, you know, anti-vaxxations or like children and cannabis and medication conversations, things, things like that, that these have already been, you know, censored for. How do we show them that like, so me, you know, or hive or library or filling the blank with like uptrend and X, Y, and Z that can really benefit those communities, not only with a platform that's resistance to censorship, but also community-based engagement-based rewards, where it has like almost that Kickstarter feeling kicked in. Because you read, you know, a Facebook group post where you know a child has epilepsy and the parents live in a state where it's illegal, but they found that this tincture, you know, helps their kid have less seizures, but they can't afford the tincture because insurance doesn't cover it. I could upvote that post on Somi or I could yeah. upvote that that library video and help them now get more medication for their child. And now they don't even have to be censored. They can be rewarded and like I'm about to tear up. That's <laughs> so dumb. Well, dude, it I've really been, is I've so been, dumb, but like I've been it, doing it really my best is so to powerful. promote library. And since I've been branching <laughs> out with my content, I've been working with content creators that aren't in the crypto space. And I'm trying to bring those people over to library specifically. I mean, I mentioned the other ones, but library is my big one and float as far as social media. Those two, I, I really kind of try to promote as much as possible because of what they offer. And me getting out of the echo chamber, I'm helping to bring people that aren't into crypto and blockchain over to library and float, which brings their audience over, which gets everybody out of the echo chamber and allows yes. us to be able to reach other audiences because we're all in, everybody is all seemingly involved with freedom and wanting to be free and like the ideas of liberty and I love those kind, that that common bond can bring together these groups and right now with everything going on with all the censorship we need to interconnect these communities even if it's the flat earthers whether or not you believe yep, yep, what they have facts. to say it's just Freedom of speech is freedom of speech, man. It's a double-edged yep. sword. You got to let everybody be able to say what they would like to say. You just have you to know what community to, you know, I think really like broke through that echo chamber at first. Like the first community that that I think had the biggest impact, um, uh, you know, for this was the adult entertainment or sex worker community. You know, when Brana Sparks, Ginger Banks got involved and started talking about this stuff, uh, you know, it was just like, wow, like, damn. And they had a reason again, well, PayPal just blocked my account. Yeah. So, you know, and we had like crypto titlor coming into the mix, to educating people like, well, this is the financial structure for sex workers. Can't get a bank account, can't use PayPal, has to be cash only. But Probably even, gonna but get even fucking that robbed. Like, you know? still struggling, which sucks because yeah, I mean, but that was, was the first to break the echo chamber where it was just you know Silk Road and gamblers kind of like even even like the cannabis industry. I mean, there's a whole lot of potential in in both that you know haven't really I, been utilized 100. percent Hopefully, yeah, Popcoin seems to be doing some good good job with some of the things that they're working on for the future of. I'm very hopeful for Podcoin. I just, I think the cannabis industry, since it just got its foot in the federal door, 
uh, or it didn't even get its foot yet in the federal door. It's still, it may be legal in Colorado, legal X, Y, Z, but the feds don't look at it that way. Right. Until so then, think. right. And yeah, but in, exactly. So like they have the biggest reason to use crypto, right. but then they also have the biggest reason not to, because they don't want to be walking on two sharp swords. You know what I mean? They're already no, walking I, I, on. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Well, even, the, I mean, when it comes down to that too, though, even the native Americans, I mean, the only thing that holds them to any sort of anything to the United States is using the U S dollar. So the Native Americans created their own cryptocurrency that was just used just between the tribes. It would cut out the government completely and they would be sovereign and they wouldn't have any need. But, you know, it, even for the things that you would think that the use cases would be there still aren't being completely grasped and aren't being completely embraced. And I mean, I know the time is coming. It's just, you know, you have all this uh, mainstream media talking all this negative stuff about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency and 90% uh, or six, what is it? Six companies are owned by 90% of all media is owned by six companies is, is what it Something basically like boils yeah. down to. It yeah, used to 90, be 12, 20 years ago, and it's gradually been monopolized down ever since. And it's pretty much all the same people involved in all of it anyways. Um, yeah, they're either it. related, married through somehow, like cousin, nephew, brother. Yeah, they're, I've seen so they this control weird the chart. It's out there. Somebody will probably you know, and it's, it's just It's just this year I think people are starting to really recognize like the whole idea of what fake media is and how this – Mm -hmm. mainstream news is controlled and putting out bullshit and uh, movies like they live actually have some, some relevance and uh, movies like idiocracy point to where we could be going if we don't start changing our ways. Yeah. Well, just like uh, for the, the PC culture or they put, you know, warning documentaries in front of certain movies because, you know, the movie, took place in a time where slavery was, you know, looked at and through a different light, uh, you know, maybe we're gonna have to start showing mini documentaries to tell people like, uh, you know, uh, idiocracy wasn't a documentary or a projection of the future. <laughs> you know, this was just Mike Judd having fun guys. Uh, we didn't see it coming. We didn't mean to insult you guys. Right. You, know, you know, we didn't know that you were all going to be kind of stupid in the future. It was supposed to be a joke. It was supposed to be a joke. Yeah. But we have that opportunity like, but and I think really the time is now, I mean, if there isn't any legitimacy to things like Q and stuff like that, at least it's getting people to wake up, to what's yes, I going think that's on. the bigger picture. That's the point. Yeah. You know, I think, I, even again with the troll culture thing, I think that is what Q is. I think it's just a very well organized trolling of, of uh, people. But it's, and you can have positive trolling, man. You can have people right. have a good purpose in their trolling, like they're trying to break you down as a person so they can build you up to do better things. Right. Have you, you know seen the social experiment that was done on the internet for um, uh, fucker in the pussy? No. No? You don't remember a guy running up on TV and grabbing the mic from a, a, a news anchor on live TV and just yelling, fucker in the pussy, and running away, and then more and more people. You don't remember those clips? Uh-uh. No. Oh, wow. Dude, well, this was an experiment, and you can see that they, uh, if you, I think it's been years, but years later they released 
that it was all fake staged and this was the point. But after a couple of these videos went viral because they looked so authentic and the way they went viral was authentic. Um, people it started, started causing it. it. Yeah, it started causing, started other, causing people other people to do it out of, you know, just, I don't, I don't know if it was fandom. Human psychology is messed up, dude. If you really have a good understanding about human psychology, you can say things and use colors to get people to think certain ways. It's, it's wild. And then, and this is for a completely another conversation, but when you talked about the trolling and the memes and stuff, like there is like some crazy stuff that people are doing that like, I would almost consider it to be like a modern form of magic. Um, yeah, it is. Uh, it's some crazy stuff, man. I mean, that's definitely something we can talk about. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to branch out with my YouTube content. So I wouldn't be stuck in just crypto and economics. And then here doing the rice bowl, being inspired by the, how Joe Rogan does a Joe Rogan experience and Brian Rose with London Real. It's like I can talk about whatever I want to talk about on the show. Bro, oh, I have a, a big problem with that Brian Rose, London real guy, bro. Well, we can. What is your problem with him? I'm just curious. He's a scammer, complete con artist, complete scammer. Probably be in prison. He might even end up going there to the wait. Well, a lot up. of those guys kind of like. Nah, bro. He ended up raising probably a million dollars um, to make a decentralized platform, and it was just a fucking website. But this has been like over the past couple of months, right? Yeah, a lot. Well, no, I, th- I know I've he's done. I know he's a done a couple of, of those live streams. Um, and it's not so much. But it's not him. He, It's he not so much necessarily him. What I would do is take take him as a host out of the equation. But the idea of the show being long form interview conversations where he could have used D Live and didn't have to get a million dollars from his followers. Yeah, I, I kind of, I mean, I'd have to look into it a little bit more. I mean, I'm not being biased. You have biased. to look into I'm it. Not I would biased. love I mean, I know it. what happened. It was all about the David Icke stuff um, and then being taken off of YouTube. and then Right, not but I want you to see what he did with the money and how much money he made and what's been going on with his up. That's why, I, dude, I posted screenshots because he's deleted it. He's deleted a lot of stuff. So are they it's not, just weird because I don't not, get into it anymore, but I just think not, that's one of my trying bigger- to build something, though. No, they didn't build anything, bro. They just, I know they haven't built it because it means building something like that overnight wouldn't happen. But I'm saying, are they not in the process of, because I mean, they just, this whole thing only transpired since maybe April and now we're at March. So we're only talking three months. Yeah. I, I called it from the get go that he was not going to build a decentralized platform. (laughs) <laughs> and uh yeah it's it's just his he it's his own website instead of using youtube that's how he's censorship resistant now right which most anybody can do but it's a matter of being able to if you can handle the amount of people coming because I, like, yeah the band your web yeah your website can't handle a million viewers and like, yeah I, but that was he had one video that got that one time you know it's it's not like that was it. Yeah, I mean, I haven't followed it since the first two that he did because I think he did one with um, 
that's how I got involved with following Dave. Like that was a great interview. But then I started seeing what he was doing when he the got David censored Eichen, and stuff. You talking about? Yeah, yeah. And I was just that's what really got me following him more. I mean, I, I got into him back when he interviewed Andreas Antonopoulos in like 2016. Or but that's something. the thing. So he can have anybody on his show. He can have like right. gurus on his show, like sad gurus. Right. That's. I mean, I'm saying I was cool with him. I was. So totally I like that cool idea. Band. I like the idea then, of being able to like do whatever I wanted. I just do saw him doing an ICO talk. and it, it upset me. You know what I mean? I was like, I was like, they, bro, you're, <laughs> you're, uh, I, so I, did, I definitely check into that. Cause I mean, I thought that he was building something. I didn't know that, um, that it may be at this point, but I want to look into it, man, for, for real. I definitely will. And, Word. but censorship is definitely doing It's a big thing. And it's something that a lot I of I love censorship. I am sure totally for it. Pro censorship. I'm a hundred. Yo, I dare you to try to fucking smoke a cigar in my room without weed in it. Uh-uh. Kicking you right out. Censored. Yeah, that's completely different than me having freedom of speech, dude. You know? So then why why is YouTube banning one of your videos because they don't like what you're talking about censorship when I just don't like the type of cigar you're smoking in my house? It's the same thing. It's not censorship. It's not. It is the way YouTube is doing it, man. Because YouTube, YouTube mm, is trying. It may be favoritism. They're totally, they're playing totally favoritism. Trying to play two lines and they can't do it. Like you either are a public forum or you're a publisher, but you can't be both. So they need to define what they are. If they're a publisher, they don't have to. The the government has to. Well, that's why they're being sued. So hopefully, right. hopefully uh, there's some resolution coming out of it. Get away with it. Dude, you know, uh, this is the thing that and I, I don't remember who talked about this. Somebody mentioned TikTok in a video the other day. Uh, but it dude, a it's a censorship, media. man. And the, and the mainstream media and all that combined, it's like. But they have so much data message out that there. they can extort their way through any politi- polit- political or politician put up a wall, man. I'm telling you, like, you know, you think Zuckerberg doesn't have dick pic DMs from any politician sitting on any chair in the like at board of anything anywhere, or their kids talking to some little kid, like, I, I, bro, they could put that stuff there in your DMs and make, you know what I mean? Like Google could just pot up, put an email in your spam folder with a bunch of whatever they want in it and say it's been there since whatever date it's their ledger they could edit their ledger so it looks like it showed up at that date and time and now boom presto you're under their control and like that's where i think trump is completely waking up to the fact that tiktok is owned by china they've been data mining to the american children i had this conversation with bitboy three months ago where they're going to have data on these people who will eventually run for offices and they will eventually be blackmailed if zuckerberg hasn't already executed that ideology china will flex it without any moral compass well dude listen i'm gonna tell you what after all this you need to start like your own audio podcast, like where you like, it's just you talking because you've got so much wisdom and you've got so much good stuff to share and you just sit at home and play your video games and people are missing out on your wisdom, homie. Uh, I needed to take a break. I needed I mean, to... at least the audio podcast thing, you could just, you're just, no, that's the thing. This. I need to take just a voice. break from talking. I didn't even want to do this to be honest, but I love you so much, dude. And I was I so honored that you, you asked me to be the first. Man. So, and uh, Gator asked me the same thing if I would be his first of his thing. And, and I think uh, recently, uh, Crypto Gal reached out. Like, some people are asking me, like, oh, I want to kick it off with you. And I'm like, that's such an honor. I don't want to be uh, 
ungrateful. You can't say no. You can't yeah, I don't want to no. be ungrateful. Right. So Plus, I can't you know I mean? say we no. Got, but I mean, right now, time I'm taking the, the time to listen. I'm just taking the time to listen. I've okay. been listening to different things, uh, getting completely outside of, you know, this. And sort of like you were saying, just, you know, I uh, started doing like video game live streaming because uh, people will bring up crypto. And I get to talk about Bitcoin live stream but play a video game and do it with people that don't know or care. It's not like I'm trying to tell them oh, this will fix the whole black lives matter movement. Just buy Bitcoin. Like that's, that's so fucking disgusting. And so many people I see right now, it's like, it's just, Oh, blockchain fixes this and shut the fuck up. No, it doesn't. <laughs> you know, you know what does fix this right now? Just shutting up, listening to the people that, are in in retrospect authorities in, in in the situation who are actually in that situation and just trying to your best to meditate into the shoes that they're in and and just shut up and that's well, i've been dude. i've been doing it for the past few months bro just listening trying to shut up and trying to form an opinion because i don't have i don't really have one yet you know, I, I don't, I don't, there's nothing wrong with that, dude. I mean, it's actually, I mean, it's good that you're being transparent and just saying you're still trying to formulate what you're thinking, you know? Right. I mean, there's I a mean, lot going on. So this, if you take in everything that's happened this year, it's a lot for people to digest, you know, and some people just want to pretend like stuff's not happening and ignore it. I'm sure you see people like that. You know, yeah, especially like, in the crypto space, man. I've seen, I've seen so many people talk about so many projects and none of them exist anymore. Or maybe they've been mainly talking about one 60% of their career on crypto Twitter or YouTube, but the rest of the 40% has been pumping down bullshit shills with just vaporware because that thing didn't even fail. It was just never even built or created to begin with so it couldn't even fail it's become toxic it, in a lot of ways yeah and it's happening again bro i'm scared okay. i am i am a blockchain hero and i oh, also okay. have a moral qualm with that. the fact that it fucking exists what is it what is it what does it do what is the point of it? We're talking about blockchain heroes, the crypto trading card yeah, game bro. from Bad I Cryptos mean, that has a, a yes. character that's inspired by you named a Bitcoin bro. I love it and I hate it. I am stuck in that because I, I like to be my own devil's advocate. So when I start to see something and I start to love something just so much and I start to see that it may be a superficial reason. Well, just take, now you got to change your style. Back. Now you just got to change yeah. your style. Like now you just got to flip, like just flip script and just do like a completely different Ken Bozak. That's all. No, it got me thinking about NFTs differently though altogether. That's the problem. Like what real value is this going to provide outside of nostalgic collectible limited edition X, Y, and Z, right? Like it, it almost feels yeah, like I am my like. own beanie baby right now. Yeah, but everything is of perceived. Value. There's a pet rock out there that is inspired by me. Well, I think and I want I one. Cool. I get and I point. want my friends to want one, and I want my friends to have one. Do you have one? 
No, I refuse to buy them. I promise you. I told them that too. I was like, I won't promote it. I won't market it. I maybe tell you make what, like man. a tweet Listen, because it's cool. But I got like, five packs. I got to open up. And if I get, if I get doubles, I'll give you one. I of the think uh, Crypto Stash sent me one of my own cards. I did okay. send. He asked me for my MetaMask wallet the other day, and I sent it to him. I think he sent it, but I, I just had a like I said a moral qualm well, with wax. these NFTs. It would have to be on the Wax blockchain. That would be a different. No, I could send that to Wax. Wait, what? It's Wax. The blockchain here is on Wax. Right, Ethereum. You said MetaMask EOS. EOS. It's actually built MetaMask. on uh, EOS.io. I'm pretty sure I sent him my MetaMask wallet. It happens. Yeah, Maybe. well, he would know that because of the, the wallet address. But I've been learning this. I didn't even have, like, I was doing a live thing to try to help promote what they were doing. Uh, so, Engine Wallet would work. I couldn't figure out how to open up the packs. I had to wait until I was done with the live stream and have Travis tell me about it. Yeah, I, I could use Engine Wallet then, right? Because that's how I use my uh, other EOS. Or no, not EOS. It's EOS, you said on Wax. I believe so. Yeah, Wax. So, but you, Wax has a. Web I haven't wallet. really been using Wax's thing since. I'll they send did you the links wallet. for the web wallet stuff, and we'll we'll do some more conversations, man. I mean, um, I definitely appreciate you taking the time to do this. So, and I definitely want to bring you back on. We've, yeah, I'm we've, happy we've to been be talking here. for a this little has bit. Been awesome. Yeah, I'm trying to keep these things like not too long, but oh, not too short either. No, no, no. It's been a great conversation. I mean, I definitely would like to bring you on for more. And as, as far as my YouTube channel, uh, with me, some of the stuff I've been doing with these great awakening roundtable discussions, if you ever want to join in, man, and add your two cents. Like I, I pop in and listen. I see you try to invite me a few times, but I'm always listening and lurking. At times, I can't really talk because I have like my my cousin or my brother in the room watching TV. Or we're playing video games, and I just got my earbuds in with you on in the corner, and I'm like, I can't join. <laughs> now you can <laughs> always like do it without doing camera too, though, and just like, <laughs> throw in your audio. That's still fine, man. No, that's the, wanna... yeah. It'd be it would just be toxic background audio. You know, somebody who's created <laughs> content would know how bad. Right, and I appreciate you being respectful like that, man. But right, you know, right. again, man, I really, uh, with everything that's going on, I really do appreciate you taking the time to do this conversation. And I really miss talking to you and you got to quit doing this, man. Yeah, this has been fun, man. I miss it. I miss you. I'm just saying we got to quit so not, much. we got to quit going so long and not talking, man. You know, if, I know there's a lot going on, but like, let's check in every once in a while. I like to. Well, if you have a PlayStation 4. <laughs> I know you're always like. X Legends. We could, you could talk for hours <laughs> with me on, on PlayStation if you want to play Apex. Well, I still want you to help me out with, um, with Splinterlands. I want to do a pack opening and have you explain. What oh, yeah, that's right. Is. Dude, yeah, that's actually. Uh, so Maybe we can do something with that next week about that. Yeah, I forget. I think Stash asked me to something to do with that too. So I haven't played this season, so uh, I would get bumped down to like a different level. Because if I'm not, my cards, because you know, the the higher up your level, mm-hmm. the more powerful your cards are allowed to, you know, be, uh, or uh, more of their power that they already have, they're allowed to use. So if I if we're in the bronze league, our cards will be very evenly matched because they won't let me use too much of my cards abilities. But if I'm in like the gold or diamond league and you're in the bronze league, I just really want to get an explanation first. Like how, how does this game work? What do you do? The basic rules. I was going to open up some packs and have you explain to me about the cards and yeah, you might want to hurry up and uh, get some packs. Cause I think they all sold out or they're no, I have some that were sent to me. Um, Oh, so okay. yeah, we'll talk, we'll talk. some of them, man. Cause they sold out. They only, yep. I think they're only available now on the third party markets. 
We're talking about Splinterlands? Yeah, man. They, they end, I think they're ending... I think they only have a couple of one series of the packs left right now. Okay. Well, I'll have to check into that for sure. Um, yeah. I'll definitely get back with you on that. Was there anything else that you wanted to like talk about or any, any final thoughts you want to leave everybody with? Uh, I just... I just want to congratulate you, bro, on like everything you've been doing. You know, your quality, your content, your consistency, and just damn, bro. Like, like, yeah, we. I was there day one, and I've just uh, honestly, like, a lot of the reasons why I feel like I don't necessarily want to do a podcast or do whatever. So, because of people like you doing what you're doing so well with so much effort and hard work and just the, not just integrity, but intelligence as well. Like, yeah, I don't really feel like I, well, dude, I, I mean, I appreciate you saying that, but you I, have I don't a lot continue, of value right. to add yourself. I mean, if, but that's when we do things like, I love this dude. I like, I could totally do this. We like, do have really good chemistry together. Right. Uh, it's just, I don't, I don't have the ability to do, uh, a narration like a lot of people like um you know uh adam uh tech bait on twitter you know mm-hmm. adam meister he, yeah. he he can do that and omar bam you know like they can just uh ivan on tech you know they uh, like crypto lark all these people they can just talk to a camera you know yeah. and i can't do that like I don't like even I can't usually physically do that. step onto a dance floor and dance. I, I just do it can't very do it. rarely. Most time it's like this. I can't do it. I'm, so. I'm usually interviewing, having discussions. Um, very. I mean, I do do some content by myself. I tried doing far the, and few between. I don't know if you remember when I was doing the uh, the daily podcast and I had that, you know, calendarly tweet where I posted it and people would schedule. There was mm-hmm. just, I don't know who it was or who they were, but people just kept harassing me and, and scheduling like, you know, racist comments in my calendarly and taking up dates and, yeah, uh, about that. and making fake emails and fake accounts to like, you know, troll me into just like waiting here until a guest didn't show up or they would just like, you know, answer the live stream and just start cursing and stuff. I'm just, so I got trolled pretty heavily and uh, I was already at a pretty bummed state man so like I don't know I just felt like maybe I was kind of like contributing to like the the bubble of information and diluting the quality and like I said dude what you're doing is just I don't want to put in the amount of work you're putting in period (laughs) I don't want to do it I mean you're killing it bro and and I mean like you said you were you know you've been there since day one and you know we've been working together I felt like you helped help me solidify who I am introduce me to a lot of people in the space I mean I don't feel like I would even be anywhere I'm at it had our interactions not taking place, which brings it back all the way around. Why I want you to be on this fucking podcast, man. <laughs> I love you, bro. I love you too, man. So dude, again, thank you. I'm going to have links down below. Um, I guess that's how this works in the podcasting, but there will be links for all of Ken Bozak's social medias. I encourage you to check out his YouTube channel. He's pretty much on every single platform. You can find him at Ken Bozak, but I love you, bro, bro. And you're definitely going to be back on soon. And uh, as always, you're going to have that open invitation, man. But thank you again. Thank you, bro, bro. Everybody have a day and hashtag free Ross.
and all good things come to an end but we'll definitely be back next week with another show so make sure you are staying tuned for the rice bowl podcast if you are interested in advertising or becoming a sponsor you can reach us rice radio 2020 at gmail.com that is rice radio 2020 at gmail.com stay tuned for next week's show